I can put it off no longer because the smell has infiltrated my nostrils. It is too delicious to ignore. No, it is not Randy Lewis's cologne, which is nice as well. It's actually the food that he's brought in. It's time for Taste of the Week. And wow. Randy Lewis of Randaddy's you... Restaurant to Hinch is across from me now. How are you? Good, good. I can hear your mouth watering through that last um, yeah, it's, uh... entourage of, of words you're putting out there. You couldn't you couldn't get them out. Do you know, it's, it's usually tough when you're in for Taste of the Week. I, you know, I can smell the food, but this is... Uh, it's not just how delicious it smells and I'm sure how delicious it tastes but it's the presentation it's in a lovely bowl um, and it's the side dishes that have come with it as well you have made for this week a chicken curry but this looks like well, a better chicken curry than I could ever make in my dreams name for it though but let's start by putting some of this this is coriander but they call it love in India it goes in pretty much Every curry. They call coriander they call, love? Yeah, launch it on there. Oh, like, okay. Toss it. Ah, oh, come on. And, oh, come on, I'm be, being a bit be sparing. Don't be shy. So in India, as we know, you spent a, a quite a, a considerable period of time there yeah, learning from years. the masters um, in terms of the, the kitchen. What, they use a lot of this? They use a lot of everything. They use a lot, a of, lot of everything. Okay. This is an actually Afghan curry. Afghan curry. Yeah, okay. an Afghan curry. And you're thinking you're in India. You're talking about Afghan curry. Yeah. I suppose so, you're closer to Afghanistan there than you would yeah, be here. Like, but I, I, you know, Afghan curry. You know, as I've been told the story by by quite a few Indian chefs. So. They had the Silk Road, and in the Silk Road, obviously, Afghans were coming to get silk, and they were trading for for walnuts or whatever else they had to trade. Hmm. And Afghanis specialized in meat, so a lot of Afghanis stayed in India. Uh, you know, cooking food um, and learning about curries and obviously cooking the curries for, for the kings of, of India. And that's how the Afghan curry came about. So we've got a lot of veg in there. More importantly, this is a very creamy, textured, cheesy kind of uh, curry you have here. Yeah, and actually, it's, that point you make about cheesy is is uh, a good one because I just had a taste of it there. The sauce um, definitely has a slight aftertaste of cheese, which is not yep. something I would associate with, with chicken curry, but it's very well. No, no, but it's 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 in there. Um, As Randy dips his nan bread into oh, the cheesy sauce. Just, mm. You know, 11 o'clock morning, early lunch. <laughs> so, yeah, Af- Afghan curries, that's that's how an Afghan curry came about. They were cooking for the kings and queens. And, and that's, that's that one. So, so there you go. Taste of the week. You learn... And cultural and historical information as well. It's not just mm. all about food. So <laughs> you pick this don't recipe. Don't too much on that. I'm not a historian. <laughs> don't, don't don't go and uh, fact check it in your Britannica encyclopedia. Yeah. So this is even it's spicy. though it, it, spice is coming so now. <laughs> passed from passed from Afghanistan to India. To India. So I think rather than going through the recipe, I think to a couple good points because I think everybody has their own way to cook curry, their own Indian, their own different. You know styles of curry. There's multiple names. I mean, in India, there's there's well over fifty cuisines. Every every wow, okay. every state has their own cuisine. Do you know? But so what we want to talk about here is is where the cuisines are and what the bases of cuisines are of Indian cooking. So there's three main gravies in India. That naan bread, by the way, is delicious. And even though you put loads of coriander on the curry, is that more coriander on the naan bread? That is, yeah. <laughs> more more love, more love on the naan bread. And we're, we're munching away here. So there's three main curries, or three main gravies. One of them is a cashew nut and pumpkin gravy. That sounds lovely. So all these gravies are the are start. They, they'd be the equivalent of, of your stocks in, in European cooking, of your fish stocks. So they yeah. have, obviously, different ones. So you have a cashew nut and pumpkin seed gravy. So that's just water, um, you know, cashew nuts and... And pumpkin seeds, you boil them off until they're really, really soft. 
okay. and you puree them off and leave them off aside. And you're going to use that. that. That's where you get your creamy, nutty textures in curries. Mm. Oh man, that's lovely. Did I, did, did I detect munch too there's in more, there? There's more eat. Yeah, there's more eating here than they're just talking, I think. <laughs> so that's the one we're going to start with. And then you have, you go to the brown onion curry. Um, the brown onion uh, gravy. So this is just onions browned off. Um, you're going to get a deep, deep brown, um, you know, this dark, without burning them. You're going to go that, that brown with your, with your onions, your garlic, your ginger. Uh, and then you're going to add your spices in there. Okay. And the trick to this one is to knowing when your spices are cooked and everything's ready. And the way to know that is when your oil comes to the top, your spices are ready. So what they do in India is they'd always skim that oil off. It's got lots of flavor in it. And they use that for garnish. So that, there's our brown gravy. We're going to put that aside <laughs> as we're munching away here. Then we go on to our tomato gravy. And that's, that's just, just to, you know, they use fresh tomatoes. They boil up tomatoes. They peel them. Um, you can use tomato paste. Every, every chef has their own way and own place to use. Did you get some chili there, did you? <laughs> I just ate I got some sparkling water right beside you. <laughs> I know. It's, it's got us both going. <laughs> oh, yeah, that chili has a bit of a kick off it. But it adds, it adds flavor, though. I think it oh, adds, it, does, it does. It does. I think, you know, it's not just the chili flavor, but it brings out a lot of things. Like tears from my eyes? Mm. <laughs> You know, wrongfully, I just seen you out of chili and I felt jealous, so I just put one in my mouth and I wish I wouldn't have. Yeah. Oh, wow. You, 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 you're not finished talking yet. <laughs> no, yeah. Jeez. I shouldn't have done that. So then we have the, we have the, the, tomato, the tomato gravy. Okay. So that's, that's basically just um, tomato paste or the tomatoes that the, end, that the chef chooses of choice. Uh, and he puts some... So we're just talking tomatoes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Tomatoes, salt and pepper, and spices. Now, in India, you know, there, there's four main spices you'd be putting in this one. You'd put some cumin, some coriander, some bay leaves, and some cinnamon. And then after that, every chef has his own unique flavor. Um, so they toss in, you know, whatever whatever other spices they like to, you know, cardamom, anything else that they'd like to put into it. But the four main basic flavors that they're going to have in it is, is the cumin, coriander, and bay leaves, and cinnamon. All, deli- all delicious. This is, the, yeah, it is very delicious, isn't it? Is there, it, it strikes me that India, in terms of cuisine or national cuisine, they place such an importance on herbs, spices, uh, that, you know, condiments, that particular aspect of, of cooking more, more than most other nations or any other, maybe in China, there'd be a similar approach to having lots of different herbs and spices. But um, it seems to me that, you know, with Indian food, it's, it's such a key element of any dish. Oh, it is. It, it's, it's, it's a massive key element. I mean, they, they, they love flavour. And for you and I, like our palates, when I was in India, it took me a while to really, you know, get the flavours right. I mean, a, you know, a butter chick would come up and the owner of the restaurant would come in. Now, obviously, I, I was never, never a master chef on the Indian cuisine. I was, there was always the great chefs there that were, were good. And I'd be helping out and learning and tasting and more organizing, you know, trying to put install just different kind of systems and organization. But hmm. the owner would come up and he's like, that butter chicken doesn't taste right. I'm like, geez, it tastes like the same like another 19 I just had. <laughs> you know, it took me quite a while to, to really kind of get the palate. I'd say a year into it. And then finally, you're kind of really tasting the flavors and really you're, you're, 
you know, your tongue, the sensitive parts of your tongue go into your brain and really saying, okay, there is a bit more cinnamon. That needs a bit more of this. You know, I taste too much cumin in there. I taste too much too much garamasala in there. You know, that must be pressurized though, you know, because it's almost you're on their home turf and there's a pressure to you know, meet their standards of what they expect from food when when you're still kind of learning. I was never really. I was never able to come up to it. You know, I would really? I would be meeting their standards. Um I'd just be learning from what they have and and just trying to really um, be in and install some of the systems that you'd have here in, in, in the western parts, you know, western part of the world. Systemize and just getting things to probably maybe run a bit smoother um, and just execute uh, maybe a bit faster hmm. and, and more leave, leave the cookings to the masters. Like, you know, the, there's, they call them master chefs in India and they all have different, different areas they're mastering. <coughs> wow. That hit the back the, of the, the after effect of a chili there. Sparkling water. <laughs> that, yeah, I just finished the naan bread. Um, the, uh, with a naan bread, I'm, usually the plain ones, I go more for the Peshwari nans, the kind of coconut uh, nans or the garlic, but that was lovely because, I mean, you have all the sauce in the chicken curry anyway Yeah. to flavour up the naan bread. Well, and, it, and it had uh, copious amounts of coriander on it. Copious amounts of coriander. Yeah, the naan bread, I mean, naan bread, you know, you don't really find the flour around unless you go into the Asian stops shops. So if you want to make your own naan bread at home, you, you know, it's just flour, a little bit of uh, water and some milk. And you really want to get a consistency where the, the, the dough is stretchy. And once it comes stretchy, roll it out very thin, throw it in a pan, get it all browned up, and there you go. Work on your naan bread. <laughs> you know, it's fairly straightforward like that. Mm. Can I say as well, you're very generous with the lumps of chicken. You're not scrimping. There is a lot. You're not scrimping there, there, in that this department. This is definitely lunch here. <laughs> this is definitely lunch here. Um, so let's go through this. We're getting caught up here. There's, there's a lot of eating. And, uh, so we have three main gravies. We have a brown gravy, we have the white gravy, and we have the tomato gravy. Those are the basis of Indian cooking throughout the country. Mm. Now, every 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 state has their own cooking and their own way they're going to manipulate those gravies, but that's those are the stocks. Okay. And that's how you start every curry in the pan. So then you're going to fire in your chicken, your onions, your peppers, your, you know, whatever you want. And everything in India, you know, unlike, unlike Ireland, Indian chefs, they're working hard. I mean, every chef in the world works hard. But like the crews they have in India, you know... They they go through onions like we go through potatoes in Ireland. You, you're talking, you know how you see big cages of potatoes maybe if you go into a kitchen? Yeah. And there's there's about a, you know, there's there's a few hundred kilos of tomatoes. Well, there's there's a few hundred kilos of onions. And they're peeling onions like mad. They that don't come in peeled. That must be impossible to work in those conditions. I mean, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be, your tear, uh, tear ducts would, your tear ducts no, would be dried nobody, out. Nobody's tearing up there. Really? And I don't, actually, come to think of it, I don't remember tearing up either. Now, in fairness, I didn't peel any onions. I, you know, I might have spent a little bit of time peeling a few onions. They they uh, they left it to other people peeling onions. Do you There's think they just get used to it, or is it that the onions aren't as strong as onions are different ones? everywhere in the world? You know, the, their onions are a bit more bitter. Our, ours are a bit sweet here. Theirs are a bit more bitter, and so they just. I think, like anybody, you get used to it. Like they're like the dogs running around in India are eating curry. 
You know, it's only popular. Really? You know, you, you give you give a dog a curry here, they are not going to touch food for a week. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so I think every you know people they get used to it. You know, so they're peeling onions like mad. They're they're chopping vegetables like mad. Everything's a process. Chicken does not come in packaged up. Your breasts there, ready to use. Chop it, put it in the pan. They're coming in whole chickens. I've never seen somebody gut a chicken and strip out a chicken. Like I seen this one fella. His name is Morgan. He's stripping chicken in thirty seconds. Thirty, 30 seconds, seconds flat. Skin off of it, deboned everything. Like the guy was incredible. Um, yeah, it was. It was pretty. Wow, he could have been an assassin in a different type <laughs> he of walk, different walk assassin. of life. <laughs> Absolutely, your curry's gone. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's so, that's the highest compliment I can pay you, Randy. Yeah, yeah. So, all well, mind you, I see two mange two left. Uh, I'll eat those. Oh, lovely. So yeah, the, the, th- the three main gravies. That's the ones you want to start with. I think that's the biggest takeaway of today: is getting those gravies right and learning how to manipulate them. You know, putting those in the freezer. I mean, cashew nut paste, that'll sit in your fridge for a while. All this stuff can kind of sit in your fridge. And that's a good base to the curry. Now, you really want to make sure your onions are brown, the brown one. Um, very, very important part of, of, of the cuisine. That was delicious. Mm. Um, I'm not sure oh. where in the hierarchy of Randy Lewis uh, food that you've served up to me that comes, but it is right up there. And I certainly... I feel full. Are you? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Definitely, so, definitely good to go. That um, chicken curry, the naan bread, all in all, that didn't seem like there's a huge amount in terms of ingredients there. Uh, how long, roughly, did it take you to put it all together? Well, we're ready to go to the, um, in in the crack in, <laughs> <laughs> in, in an attack of the chili there. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, like all in all, we're ready to go there at the restaurant. So I just rounded up some ingredients there it didn't take very long this one it, you know take about five six seven eight minutes we're just ready oh, okay. to go there at the restaurant yeah but i mean a curry down you know if you're making it from scratch it's all about patience you know as 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 one great indian chef would tell me his name is nissan good friend of mine he, he actually came over from india i met him 12 years ago okay 12 years ago would you believe um and he actually so the way my indian trip started off in india is um I flew over there. I was promised a job. I got over there. The person that promised me the job never answered their phone again. Oh, dear. <laughs> never, never found them again. So I kind of got caught in loose ends. And I ended up um, actually at a Swiss catering college. Um, they, they, were, they, were, they were learning how to cook, you know, different styles of, of, of food around Europe and all that stuff. So, yeah, I met a fellow named Nissan. And, uh, you know, I, I cooked there for, for about two months until I found my feet and, and went over to Pune, uh, a place in India, and started cooking there. And actually, he followed me around the country for two years. No, didn't follow me. I asked two him to years? come with me. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just traveled, you know. We just, we just went um, from, you know, we were in, in Gujarat State. I was there for two months now. Two or three months I was cooking with him. Just a good friend. And then, yeah, I went to Pune and he, and he came with me to Pune. And I went down to the south and he came with me down south. Quite an adventure. Wow, that's a, that is full of adventure. Oh, it's definitely the best travel travel place I could ever think of going. I can't wait to bring Sammy there. When you arrive into a situation like that, though, you're in India, you're on the other side of the world, you've been promised a job, uh, that falls through. Oh, uh, on a, are you panicking? Do you know? Did you have enough money to last you for a couple of weeks? Or well, you're clearly resourceful enough thank, that you found an alternative thankful option. Thankful enough. Like, I mean, you know, recession came in here, so it was kind of like one of those things. I just grabbed the bulls by its horns. I was getting 30. 
hitting close to 30. And I just decided to go. And before I went, I kind of made sure that I was very comfortable for the house back here, the mortgage that was going on. And I mean, India, it's you, you can live you know fairly cheaply and Luckily enough, I mean, in 10, 15, it was, it was going on 12, 13, 13 years ago, 14 years ago I arrived there because I stayed there for almost two years. And 14 years ago, you know, having, uh, oh, I guess I'll say it, the white chef come into the community of, of the food community, you, you were it was very easy to find a job, very easy to find people that want to learn from you and learn what's going on. You know, Italian cooking is very big in India. And that's the one where I would have would have based myself in because I, I knew lots about Italian. It's one of the first kind of things I learned to cook. Canada has a massive Italian population, and that's how I learned to cook Italian food. So the first restaurant I really grabbed the horn the horns by was was a restaurant that had a big Italian restaurant in it with an Indian restaurant side by side. Okay. So I was obviously looking after the Italian and trying to you know help organize the, the kitchen of the the Indians. Again, not going into the spices or training them how to cook because I wouldn't have a clue. You yeah. know, but but definitely trying to speed them up and see what knowledge we can pass back and forth because that's what it's about. Um, and yeah, and that's that's you know, it was definitely scary. Yeah, I, I won't lie to you. I, I was there was some stressful nights there thinking, what the heck did I just do? I just left my <laughs> great job in Ireland to come to India on a chance. And you know, in hindsight, I probably didn't really check out what was going on. Yeah, I think I was just excited to go to uh, you know diverse you know culture and. And just get stuck in and really take on a new challenge. Well, look, it, it all worked out in the end. You, you learned a lot, no doubt, and had some great experiences. And hey, ultimately, it resulted in you coming in with this delicious chicken curry. So I benefited mm. from it as Afghani well. Afghani curry. Afghani curry, sorry. Afghani curry. <laughs> learned in India, <laughs> just to conf- make it even more confusing. Um, is this something you have or do serve up at Round Daddy's? Uh, we serve something similar to this, yes. Very, very similar to this. An Indian curry, we call it. And yeah. Okay, well, uh, delicious, um, fairly easy to make, and uh, you've uh, outdone yourself, uh, Randy. Thanks very much. How, Thank are thi- how are things on the, the Rand Daddy's front? The Rand Daddy's front, getting ready for Valentine's weekend. We've got some music playing this Saturday. Saturday at 7 o'clock, the music kicks off. The great Kieran Johnson, a local fella. Um, then we're getting into the school break. So, so we're open for the next 10 days, taking a couple of days off after that. And then we're open in March, seven days, three nights a week. Um, looking forward to getting, getting the season underway. Okay, we'll be going hard at it uh, ahead of uh, St. Patrick's Day as well. Mm. Uh, my thanks to you, Randy. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Randy Lewis thanks there, uh, the man behind Randaddy's Restaurant in Lynch. If you ever have any food or uh, recipe-related queries, do send them in to us and we'll put them to Randy. Uh, 086 1800 964, uh, the number to get in touch.